Hi, my name is Jesse Hawks. I live in Los Angeles and this is my short story. how many others are prepared to think differently about this amazing world around us, made up of people, animals, plants, microbes, and a couple rocks from outer space. I've woken up to the fact that my generation has started to become more and more involved, but we can't do it alone. There are problems that have been created by the previous generations that we all need to fix together. It's becoming clear to everyone that we can't continue living the way we have been for the last 70 or so years. I love animals, and I've been passionate about Jane Goodall's work with chimpanzees forever. More recently, I've followed her incredibly important work as an activist, protecting not just chimps and other primates, but endangered habitats and whole ecosystems. Then Greta Thunberg entered my point of view, not something any of us could miss. I got a really big wake-up call over just how bad things had gotten in the environment. Finally, it was Sir David Attenborough that made me realize I had to do something, not to be a passive viewer of the disaster happening all around us. His witness statement, A Life on Our Planet, really spoke to me, as I know it did for millions. Being a spectator just isn't an option anymore. But as I started to look at the problems in more depth, I started to see that the way we interpret the problems we face, as well as the solutions we try to find, depends on your perspective. When you begin to look at the big picture, whole systems, you can easily come to different conclusions compared with when you just look at one small part of the system. I'm a high school senior getting ready to go to university. I'm transitioning from a time in my life where my main job at school was to learn a curriculum determined for me by others, not just individuals, but committees, often answerable to governments, which in turn are influenced hugely by the biggest corporations on the planet. Now I get to choose what I study, and increasingly I'm learning to think for myself, having and sharing my own ideas, not always someone else's. Everyone is being pulled in different directions, and most people are just trying to do their bit. But a lot of the time, they're too busy just trying to keep themselves and their families afloat. Governments are supposed to be looking at the big picture, being our guardians, executing the will of the people. But most of the time, they seem more interested in gaining money and control, often at the expense of the two things that seem to matter the most, people and the planet. Swapping your gas car for an electric vehicle might seem like a good idea at first, but it could actually just be greenwashing. Sure, it could reduce the pollution within a city, but what about all the resources used to make the car and the battery, and then disposing of the battery? And what about all the electricity used to power the car? Is it still coming from fossil fuels? We've heard a lot about why eating red meat is so bad for the environment, and that cattle are a major contributor to greenhouse gases. But then why do some natural grazing systems, like Aberdeen Angus beef in Scotland and Welsh lamb farming, consider themselves to be carbon net zero? Well, that's the case when you consider the whole system. Not just the emissions from the animals, but also the huge amount of carbon dioxide soaked up by the living soils, and the oxygen released from the pasture. If my generation's going to have a future, we're going to need to fix some problems made by older generations. The only way to do that is look at whole systems and understanding how everything in a system is connected. It may have been reductionism, reducing complex phenomena into its most basic parts, that brought us the wonderful technologies that we have today. 
But this same way of thinking hasn't gifted us with solutions that work, that are truly sustainable. Now it's time for holism, behavior that focuses on looking at things as a whole, not reductionism. Because we are part of an ecological system, so we have to start thinking from an ecological perspective. Whether it be about climate change, biodiversity, use of natural resources, urbanization, agriculture, or even human health. But we need to change the way that we value all the natural resources around us. If we don't value nature or understand it, we won't think twice about polluting or destroying it. But if we value it more by giving it economic and aesthetic value, we'll be able to take care of it better. In short, we need to create time, space, and value for nature, just like so many of us already do for the things that we love, like our partner or our kids. Nature needs to make its way to the top of our list and not stay at the bottom, where society only pays attention to it when it's convenient or when it's for some feel-good points. I've given you a sense of where I'm at in my story, but I thought it would be a good idea to speak to someone who's had a little more life experience than me. I thought it would be amazing to talk to someone who spent most of their life trying to unravel the very same conundrum that I'm looking at now. Ruth Westright is one of those people. Ruth is an artist, activist, and philanthropist who is doing and has done some fascinating work, including with our friends at Alliance for Natural Health International who helped me make this video. So I decided it was high time I met Ruth in her studio. Through your art and activism, everyone can see that you are really deeply concerned about the state of the world. As an artist, activist, and philanthropist, what do you see as the greatest challenges facing the planet today? That's why I do art, activism, and philanthropy together. I think the greatest challenges is that we have blocked, uh, humans have placed themselves above everyone else on the scale and they believe they have lost sight that they are part of mother nature and a part of this this amazingly complex ecosystem that we call humanity you know you people love they protect what they love right and the loss of the feeling about the wonder of mother nature is what's hurting it we we're looking at Mother Earth as a product to be resourced. Well, I, I don't think that this is a situation that can be solved unless we all solve it together. And I also believe that through intergenerational dialogue, which is why I started this activist series, why is it it is in universities, um, it's now is it is interdepartmental. It's within curriculum. Um, and I think what it, we have to be able to talk to each other. We have to be able, young people have to come together um, and, and look at the problems. Um, I won't even call them problems. It just is what it is. To look at what we're dealing with. The wise elders, that's me, and other people like me, you know, we have historical knowledge of how this happened. By bringing these conscious conversations together, we can talk about, because every single one of these pieces that you see, all 21 of them, there's the same thread that runs through them. They are not disconnected from each other. They're not at all. Every single thing is connected, and we're not going to solve it 
by working in silos, working with just the climate crisis people, or just the environmental people, or just the um, economists. Or it's, we all have to work together because they're common problems. When I'm in nature, I am, that's, that's my religion. It's everything to me. And the fact that she is so compromised is just, it's, it's more than heartbreaking. I mean, I think about it all the time. We're fighting to protect ourselves because we are a part of that. You can't separate us. We've got huge problems environmentally and with human health. Both are natural systems that are getting furthermore out of balance. We can start consuming sustainable palm oil and keep throwing endless amounts of new drugs at our health problems, but these kind of fixes just aren't big enough or fundamental enough to create the seismic changes that we need. That's because they only deal with small parts of a bigger system. We need to understand that we're a part of nature, not separate from it. That means when you damage nature, you damage yourself. Staying healthy for most of your life demands that you have a healthy respect for nature. Understanding what you put in and on your body, understanding where your food, drinks, and other consumables come from, how they're made, what the money trail looks like, and whether or not everyone in the supply chain gets treated fairly. For a year now, the world has been obsessed with one virus that affected our species. Ironically, because the whole world has been under house arrest, the environment's had a bit of a breather. We all agree it doesn't make sense to go back and continue where we left off. What we can do is think about what systems are involved in our behaviors and choices, whether it be food, transport, entertainment, holidays, leisure, or what we're gonna do this weekend. We owe it to the world and to the next generations to think big, think systems. While we're at it, let's remember, our species has been gifted with the ability to think rationally and with reason. It's important to rationalize and reason with what we see. Let's be strong enough and brave enough to use these brains of ours to think independently and collectively.